dart and plant science. <laughs> it's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to try, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music. Especially if it's Disney's Descendants 2. Just turn it up. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stensinger. <laughs> and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner who looks really confused right now. Hi, I'm Rob Stenzinger. <laughs> All right, tonight. Tonight we are going to punk ponder about winter preparedness. Uh, really? Yeah. Like car supplies? Yes. No, what, really? Put the candy bar in the trunk of your car. Shovel, sidewalk salt. Shovel, sidewalk salt, um, mm. blanket. Okay. Emergency blanket. I mean, couple that, yeah, that's all real stuff. A couple candy uh, bars. Yep. Do you think that's all really relevant though now, like this kind of day and age where you've got your cell phone? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we used to put like flares, candles, candy bars mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like as though you were going to get stuck in the snow for like, you know, days or a day. I think it depends on where you're at. I... I don't think it's a bad idea. If you're somewhere in you, you, if your climate has like the chance of having significant snowfall, yeah, that's a giant impedance. That's like, that's your car can be stuck. You you could be stuck in your car, and it's smart to be prepared within within reason. I mean, you don't want to take up like ten, twenty, fifty percent of your car's you know Storage. storage, but yet. It's pretty doable to have um, just well, a few things. Well, we've really on wandered onto a tangent. So I know. I thought you you were joking. Yeah, no, uh, we're good. not. All right, good. That's not a nice like, topic because you're well, like, man, that's it. not what I prepped for. But, you um, know. I'm no, yes but we're talking about winter art supplies. Winter art. Okay. Right? Preparing for winter with art yeah. supplies, science Which, supplies. Not mutually exclusive to whatever you may put in your car. Right. For so safety. Maybe yeah. maybe our maybe our PSA, maybe, maybe our public service announcement here to the art and science punks uh, community of punks is, you know what? As you're sitting down, you're putting together your car safety kit which you all should do um don't forget to put together your home art kit Mm. for the winter nice how about that i i love it okay okay what's going to go in your home art kit Uh, for the winter because what if it snows what (laughs) (laughs) well i refer back to the the episode where we started this season right the whole uh where we were excited about being bored Right, we were. Yeah. Oh, nice callback. Right on, and um, that I just wouldn't be too worried about because I I have enough supplies where I can I can totally make do, but yet I do I would like a refresh, and I think um, you know I want to go through that same exercise for um, for our our kids as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a it's a great time of year to do you know do some draw on big paper do lots of little drawings, that kind of stuff. So I want to make sure like we've got our, our basic drawing supplies stocked up, mm-hmm. different sizes of paper, different, different weights yeah. of paper. Nice. Um, and then um, um, I really like the sketchbooks that I um, that I purchased for the, oh gosh, was it, it was um, in July for the sketchbook sum- summer. Yeah, summer thing, yeah. yeah. Sketchbook summer. Oh, those, um, the brown ones? Yeah, they're like, a 80 page or 40 page yeah. moleskin book 
something like that. It was like a brown cardboard yep. cover. And uh, they're a nice size, not too big. They fit in a lot of different kinds of pockets that, um, I mean, it doesn't fit in like your typical pants pocket. No, but it fits but like in your backpack really well. A backpack, I jackets. actually have one I throw in my purse. Nice. Yeah. So. Mine's though for notes and not for sketching, but hey, same, same, to each their own. Right on. Okay, but so just backing up briefly, right, we, I think we've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times that we live, you know, in a crazy Minnesota climate where in the wintertime, it can get really flipping cold um, yeah. and very snowy. And we love, we love the snow. We love to get out and play in the snow when it's a snowy, sum, when it's a snowy summery day. Wow. Nope. Not that. When it's a snowy warm day or sunny day, we mm. love to get out and play in the snow, but we go for days here where it's, you know, sub-zero temperatures, the wind is whipping and blowing and just being outside is just plain old not not pleasant. It's, it's not what you want to do. So and honestly, some folk still like that. They, oh, they will sure. say, Hey, great. They have the gear, they go for it. Yeah. And technically we could do that too, but it's just not as much our thing. So yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a time to get extra prepared for indoor. Yeah. For indoor activities and having, you know, um, some different and new things that we can go to and kind of point to. And so I think that's important. Mm. Um, so what I want to talk about a little bit is, um, kind of what are some things that you would typically in a typical year, just like kind of in a general year, um, want to make sure you kind of have ready for your winter art supplies for you. And Mm -hmm. I'll talk about for me. And then we can also talk about for the family because we do things like together as well. Mm -hmm. And some of the, a lot of this is going to overlap, but um, I'm curious what's kind of is it on your typical hit list? Well, let's see. Um, bl- let's see. Three different types of pencil leads, right? So the blue, the red, and regular graphite. Then... Um, Which are the ones that break so darn easy that drive me crazy? The blue and the red. Oh, man. It kills me. I wish... Um, Somebody out there make sturdier blue and red mechanical pencil lead. <laughs> they're a minor hazard when I'm sketching by people because because it's like sketch sketch pop break sketch. and that little that breaking little tip can can fly around so no one's been hurt yet TMI for everyone out there we do kind of end up with like broken pencil lead in the bed <laughs> just saying it's... nothing weird is happening it's just you know Sometimes you sketch in I bed. Do, I do sketch in bed. So, before bed is a yeah. relaxation thing. And then there's blue and red pencil lead. They are just brittle. But so other than, I mean, yeah, I, I've practiced and tried. I try to break them less, but they still are quite brittle. So those three kinds of lead, um, some uh, some felt markers, essentially like the, the hard tip, um, things like uh, I, I go back and forth between microns uh, Sharpies mm-hmm. and, um, the Derwent's nice. All three I like, and I don't, I, I couldn't tell you which, which is my favorite. Okay. Um, but have a nice set of those. I like the, um, I like to have like the medium tips mostly then a few fine and a few thick and then some brush pens. So your Pentel pocket brush pens, nice, some refills. And, um, and then I love, com- the most flexible thing is, is cardstock. Lots of cardstock. Lots of cardstock. Yeah, I do like cardstock too. I love a sketchbook, but like if I'm producing art for, you know, particular projects Project. where I'm, I'm doing, you know, part of it as uh, natural media, 
uh, for me, my productivity, how I make stuff, I just, I love to, to do that. Um, at least in part on, on paper cardstock is just so darn flexible. I can use the, um, paper cutter and go like with half pages or quarter pages. And can you do any other, um, sizes? Those are my favorite <laughs> sizes. I can do more sizes. <laughs> uh, I can do 16th as well. Or no, eighth pages. Mm-hmm. I don't go down to 16th. Okay. Just curious. Fair enough. Uh, but that is like the bulk of it, right? And and a few few minor things. Um, depending on the winter, I may want to make sure my Copic markers are, oh, sure. are filled up. Filled up, yep. Yep. Those are my favorite markers. Yeah, we should have a refill party on those some, one of these days again. We haven't done that in Not a while. Not a bad idea. I have... I like doing the refills. I like benefiting from you like doing refills. <laughs> I do. I like doing the refills on those. Okay, we'll have to have a. So, uh, how about you? Like, what are what are some pl- supplies you like to have on hand? Well, the winter time for me is a time. You know, I mean, I like to kind of cozy in, right? And I'm um, so for me, I like to make sure I've got uh, a knitting project. So I've got some mm-hmm. good yarn, and um, I've had the thing in the last few years where I have had more yarn than projects. So I'm trying to kind of work through my stash and, and use up my stash now. But I really like that for winter time is to have a knitting project just kind of at the ready so I can, um, you know, it's just kind of a nice, you know, day, cold day, make a hot cup of tea, mm. you know, flip a movie on and uh, sit down and do some knitting, you know, flip a movie on for the kids and sit down and do some knitting. That sounds really nice. Um, so that's yeah. one thing. And then the other thing I like to do um, with winter supplies is I like to think through what my handmade solstice gifts are going to be for my, um, you know, we do that in our family mm-hmm. and then make sure I've got the supplies for those. Cause I like to plan that early cause I'll get way too stressed if it gets close to solstice and I'm trying to make a project. So some years that's, you know, I need to get some fabric ordered in or, you know, go to the fabric store and, and pick out some fabric. Um, some years that's been, you know, getting different, um, metal stamping supplies, making sure I've got all the right shapes and enough. Um, for me, I'm still a beginner with the metal stamping. So having enough that I can, um, have some mistakes and not be, um, totally out of luck. Mm-hmm. So making sure that I've got, um, those supplies. So I think those are really kind of the key things. So it's kind of checking on, what my fabric projects are going to be and making sure I've got the stuff for that. Um, and then whatever the gift giving is going to be and making sure I've got the supplies for that and then, um, knitting. But I just thought of one more that both of us do every year. And that is making sure we've got the candle supplies stocked. Oh yeah. That'd be, yes. Doing that earlier. Seriously, that plus like planning solstice gifts earlier as far as making them. Um, I really got to do that. I need to get better at that because I let that go way too late last year. Yeah. So the candles, so we make a very large, um, batch of, um, candles, soy candles every year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we give those out to a lot of friends and family, um, throughout the solstice season. Mm -hmm. Um, and we love doing that and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I would not want to miss out on that one. Yeah. And so we have like kind of three and we've been changing up our label design. I really love the labels we did last year. So oh, I think cool. we, I want to do that again. I mean, it's one of my main contributions to the project, but yeah, the, um, and it, it's interesting. We've considered selling those candles, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that actually, they, they were partially born 
as an experiment to be like, well, what if we did an Etsy thing, right? And yeah. um, the, uh, you know, th- then it was like, well, these would be, th- we'll just make gifts out of them or, or yeah. like, I don't know if you thought of that or what have you, but, um, but we've, we, we've continued to iterate as if they're a product right. that we sell, but we don't sell them yet. No. So it's interesting. I, I'd be curious to hear um, art and science punk folks reaction to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you should do that. I mean, because the, the gist of it is like there's sense like. Um, Earth cat, peace cat, and metal cat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're great. They're just, they're wonderful. And, and they've got um, cats as their, yeah, we'll put a, I'll put some pictures out. Okay, perfect, perfect. People and, can see. Instead of me like verbally describing what this image looks like. And no, yeah, I'm, we're not prepared blah. to even do a commercial about it, but I thought that's a, that's worth um highlighting so okay yeah that's that's plenty to get supplies for but then we also have the kids but it's well so let me just say though about also about my supplies one of the things i love to do for winter time is inventory what i have right so what is the project and then what are the supplies what do i have what do i need um, and i've been on a kick the last couple of years to try and use stuff up you know try and get through what i you know what i've got that's a, that's really great yeah yep. all right so the kids yeah, I think so. We have a few different um, supply bins that that we maintain, but yet sometimes they get sort of used and half used and a little bit just put through hard paces, right? Oh like yeah, their markers and their pencils and their they crayons. hide scissors. Our children hide scissors. I don't know if they're planning for an escape <laughs> or what exactly they're doing, but we are constantly looking for scissors. Yeah, that's true. That's the that's the big one. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to figure that one out. Do we, maybe we stock up on them? Maybe we put, um, well, I gotta we figure out put, what they're doing with them first. Cause I'm we like... could put tile locators on them, right? <laughs> Honestly, we, we could totally do that. Where do the scissors go? We should, yeah. Yep. Get out the app. So, I mean, so it, there are tile and a few other competitors to them. They're just these little, um, uh, they're not so little. They're like two by two cubes. It de- depending on what form. You can buy cubes, different form flat. factors. Yeah, they're kind of like a flat little square um, that it's as thick as maybe like five credit cards stacked, right? But it's not as big as a credit card. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. And I love it. I have one on my key. Yeah. Yeah, my keys and I love that. Yeah, but I put one, I keep one in my backpack and stuff. And essentially you can locate things yeah. that, that that have gone missing with them and you can make it send out a sound and it's pretty cool. So yeah. like, I don't know, we could do that. Well, if we it's have an extra one, I'm not buying a new tile just to keep track of kids' scissors. That's true. All right. It's an idea. <laughs> All right. What else do, do the kids need? Or will we, you know? Well, so for winter, um, for winter, what I, the kind of approach I like to take is having both kind of what you were just talking to, filling up the bins, right? So we've got, you know, a marker bin, a crayon bin, a pen bin, um, well, like pens and pencils. Yeah, um, stamps. Yeah, we've got stamp pads. Ooh, those are a big hit with the little mm-hmm. stampers um, and those kinds of things. So I like, you know, check the inventory, make sure we've got, you know, watercolors, these different different mediums that the kids love to use, lots of paints. And make sure that, but I also like to have some kits on hand, oh, you know, gosh, that yeah. are, are more, um, very, you know, direction we had today. I had picked up some kits of some Halloween things and one was a little skeleton 
um, it's a it's a backpack it's a backpack clip is what it is. Oh, okay. But it's a little felt skeleton that you sew. The kids sewed and then stuff it, and then sew it all the way closed, hmm. um, and then put stickers on the front of it to. You know the skeleton. It's but black like fabric stickers. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. realize those were stickers at first. Yeah, no, they're a, they're a felt with a really strong adhesive on the back, mm-hmm. and then you put this little hanger clip on the top of it, and they really got into that project. And our older child, who's almost eight, did the entire thing start to finish without me even looking over. She didn't want she didn't want me to touch it. Um, but our three and a half year old sat and sewed that thing, you know, with me, she did all the sewing. I just would flip it from side to side cause it had pre-cut holes, right? So she just had to take this little plastic needle oh. and go up the holes and, you know, it's essentially lacing work. Um, but it was quite a bit of it to sew all the way around this little guy. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very focused. And then she was scared to stuff it because she was scared to touch the stuffing. But then once she got over that, then she stuffed it herself. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so I like to have some kits like that on hand. And we did one where you put the little glitter powder in and melt it in the oven. Which is plastic, I guess. It's right? dunked. Uh, oh, my gosh. That the really. The whole house reeked. It was one of those things where, so we did this project to fill in these, um, I guess they're window... Metal frames, yeah, sun catchers. Catcher, okay. And um, looked great on paper, looked whatever, but like... It was fun. It was fun, but yet, I mean, I don't know, we may try to do that differently next time because if you have a metal frame with all these tiny little plastic, um, they were probably about one-fourth the size of a piece of rice. And different colors of these plastic little... You know, cylinders. Yeah. And then if you bump that metal frame. Pow, you're starting over. They, all of a sudden, they're going right under them. They're different about those barriers that were keeping them penned in. All of a sudden, whoop, they're, yeah, just going all over the place. I thought that that was a, that was a frustrating project. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, it, it worked out. I, I was stunned. I mean, so how the quality and, and looked really nice when they were done. done. Yeah, they turned totally out Totally cool. surprised. Stunk. Awful when oh, in the so oven. Bad. I was like, are, well, and it what's said, happening to our lungs from this project? Yeah, and it said cook 15 to 20 minutes, and I think the first one was done like at 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. It was kind of ridiculous, but... It was, but I don't know. It turned out, and it's an adventure. Not yeah. that I'd repeat it, but... So I like to have a few kits on hand just for those days when, you know, the kids really want to do something creative, but they don't, you know, they want more direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a balance of both is good. The other thing that goes on my list is exactly what you had said with different mediums for which to, to um, I, I call it good surfaces to paint on, right? So in different surfaces oh. to paint on. So canvas, cardstock, wa- actual watercolor paper. That's one thing we've invested in with the kids is actual watercolor paper. And I think that can be really... It behaves so much better. So Especially, much better. You can cut it down. I mean, it's it, yeah. it, it's definitely more expensive per piece. But yet, I mean, you can get a few projects out of, you know, even a fairly... Like an, um, let's see, an eight and a half by 11 or whatever. You, yeah. you can slice that down. Kind of like I do with cardstock. How can you slice it? What how, what you, size? You can go in half. You can go in quarters. You can go in eighths. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. No problem. Um, the other thing is um, for that I think is important, and we get these big reams of 
fairly inexpensive. Um, it's a little thicker paper, but just what I call some good cheap paper because some days the kids, they just want to paint and they just want to, you know, paint 70 paintings. Like mm-hmm. they just want to paint and then set it in the shelf and then paint another one and set it on the shelf and paint another one. Um, that's something that they both really enjoy. And I think it's kind of a good activity. So making sure I've got cheaper paper and cheaper supplies on hand for those days as well. And that the, honestly there, it's always a judgment call. It's like, which, which supply do you dig into? But yeah. then, um, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. The other thing I'm excited about for this particular winter that we have to paint on is we have a very nice supply of rocks. Oh, right. Rocks that we can paint on. We can put googly eyes on. We can make some pet rocks. We can do different rock activities. Oh my gosh, that's right. We we have a, a lot of rocks. I forgot about that. So we went up north um, at the kind of the beginning of fall um, to northern Minnesota and went on a hike and collected a lot of river rock and... Um, you were not all that excited about me hauling a bunch of rocks on well, this hike. I, I was ca- I was carrying the rocks. <laughs> and I'm Only like, part of the time. That was um, well true, but that's uh, honestly that you guys got a lot of rocks <laughs> and a lot of big and different sizes. So fair enough, fair enough. I mean, and but I'm very excited. I just want they you will to know. Get put to use. I have I have the rocks, and I'm very excited to Good. to do some rock work this this winter. Awesome. I, I did not You're going to get many a rock gift, up. a painted <laughs> rock gift. All right. I'm, I'm all for it. I will I'll figure it out <laughs> how to display them. But um, okay. Well, I imagine um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good start for stocking up. I mean, we could always yeah. circle back on this topic later on. See, Right. See but again, the... I, I just encourage people to think about it as, as the seasons are changing and, you know, take a fresh look at it as you're preparing. If, you know, where you live, you have, you know, um, a rainy season or yeah, yeah. different seasons and, and you, you do your preparedness, um, include this in on your prep work, mm-hmm. art supplies, prep work. I can say it. How about um, that thing we do, the stuff that we're like, hey, this is pretty awesome and we'd like to share it, typically under the banner of an art pick and a science pick. Boom. I got one. Do you got, you one? got one? I got one too. All right. All right. Um, do you want me to go first? I have an art pick tonight. You do? Yeah, and it's kind of related to what we were talking about. Okay. So my art pick tonight, and we, I think, talked about this on a previous um, podcast in season one, but my art pick is the watercolor salt painting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned on this podcast, we've, you know, have played around a lot with, you know, your watercolors, just your basic, um, you know, even the, the Crayola watercolors that, you know, you get when you're, you know, in kindergarten. Um, we use those kind of a lot just where you add the water to the little hard palette. We've also played around with the more, the ink style, right? Where they come out of like the ink dropper mm. watercolors. Um, so we've used both, but thinking of, you know, just your own, your basic kids watercolor, you can do some watercolor painting on the nice watercolor paper. And then, um, if you sprinkle salt into it, the salt actually draws the pigment to it. And so then after it dries, you get kind of a speckled um, look to it. Mm. And we've done um, a lot of different salt 
experiments with the watercolor paint using different coarse grain of salt. So like your very fine table salt or a very coarse rock salt or, you know, different settings on the salt grinder, if you will, to get different effects. What were some of the, so the very coarse salt, did that actually pull out more or did that well, it left have kind a of, different visual? Yeah, a very different visual. And so people have to ex- experiment with it, but it was like, you know, gave, gave bigger um, so it did. It's it's just pretty much a, like the size of the the coarseness of the salt really yeah. does have a, um, a an according effect. Absolutely. Huh. Cool. Yeah, and so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do, and it's one that's um, I guess both art and science. Um, but uh, it can be a, a lot of fun and a nice uh, cold night activity. Mm. Put a fire in the fireplace and get out your watercolors and your table salt. <laughs> And, you know, but for art, not for eating, you know. Yeah, don't eat the watercolors and salt. No, no. All right, fair enough. Thank you for that clarification. I'm happy to to help. So I have a science pick, and it's a a book. Uh, It's a book by Erica Hall, who is a user-centered design and research expert um, from from Mule Design. And uh, she wrote an incredible brief yet powerful book about research and it's called just enough research that um it's a nice it's just such, enough research such an awesome guide if you're like you're you are experienced and have uh, applied plenty of different research techniques from from doing surveys to usability testing to doing um just you know, competitive analysis or doing interviews and, and like, how do you get information out of that? For what kind of thing are you trying to learn? This book is just a fantastic brief guide of all this stuff. And brief isn't like a, um, like a a negative critique. It is just so easy to consume Nice in a couple hours and it will help you level up as both that experience of reading it. And also as a reference when it's like, well, I need to do some, I need to do some research to know how to um, proceed on a project. And, and this is going to get you in a space to think about, well, why, what am I trying to learn? And pick, pick one of those instruments with which to learn. Now, that sounds great. Uh, so, yeah. I, do we have this book? Yeah, we do. We nice. have it electronically. Um, I should order a physical copy, though. No, I, well, I can. It's one of those things where it's kind of, it's like physical copies now in, 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 in my library are more like, I'm celebrating this book. Yeah, it's it's honoring it a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So th- um, this is way totally worthy of that because we consume most of our books either um, as an auditory book, as an mm-hmm. uh, or you know uh, electronic book. Yeah, it's just. I have a couple though that I still like to carry around and, and read the paper copy. Yeah, that's um, I'm right there with you. I love love books and. Um, but can't deny the convenience of, of the other forms and stuff. And, and, and as was the case when I, when I bought my copy of Just Enough Research. I love it. Well, I can't wait to check it out. Awesome. Well. Fantastic. Well, that wraps us up for today. Thanks for listening and for being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, tell the fine people where they can find us online. All right. Uh, well, Art and Science Punks has a blog. That's one place you can find us. And that happens to be at artandsciencepunks.com. And on Instagram, we are artandsciencepunks. Yet on Twitter, <laughs> we are just artsciencepunks. 
And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. Keep building, making, and sharing. JetPans has like the things that I don't normally run into. Oh, wow. Never heard of them. Okay. Hmm. We should do a jet jet pens order. I love a good pen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They have a lot of really cool, quirky things, too. Like if you wanted paper clips that were in the shape of cats. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm picturing stocking stuffers. I don't know why. I'm kind of on the solstice kick tonight. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a good good place for it. We should do that. Yeah. All right. Get a post-it. Take a note. (laughs) <laughs> Post-its by 3M. Post-its by 3M. Yep. Nothing better than an actual 3M post-it. I'd like to have sponsors. Peace out. <laughs>